It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. You can also find us on the all-new Himalaya podcast app. Today on the show, after taking stock of the roster yesterday, and now that we have the team moving forward I think the interesting thing to do would be to see where Green Bay now stands in the realm of at the very least the NFC but I think we also need to talk about where they are in the NFL as a whole this is a team that is built to contend for a title that is the goal every year in Green Bay so long as Aaron Rodgers is upright and that's going to be the goal this season I know there's been some discussion, even from some some Packers media people that are like, well, you know, it's unlikely they'll compete this year. So, you know, it's okay to do X, Y, Z because this this year doesn't matter. I I just don't agree with that. I just don't think you think like that if you're an NFL team. You never think, oh, it's okay to throw away a season or to, or to not care about the outcome as much as you would otherwise because, oh, it's Matt LaFleur's year one and teams with the first-year head coach don't win Super Bowls. I mean, that can't be how you think. It just can't be. And so when you're looking at this team after the moves that were made, the solidification of the pass rush on the edge, the depth of the offensive line now. You get an extra playmaker in the backfield. You get an extra playmaker at tight end. I continue to insist that getting Geronimo Allison back, that getting Jamon Moore uh, basically off his redshirt season, that getting EQ off you know, a, a quasi red shirt for him, but he got NFL experience, legit NFL experience, and he's still a young player that has a ton, absolute gobs of potential. On defense, you're you're getting healthy. You're healthy at corner. We know Kevin King has a has a hamstring issue. We don't know how severe it is, but you have that insurance now. You have depth with Tremont Williams. Josh Jackson might take a step forward. You have Tony Brown. He could take a step forward. And now you've done some work with free agency with Adrian Amos at safety. You add Darnell Savage at safety, a position where we've seen rookies impact the game. If they're good, they can impact the game right away. Tyron Matthew, as a rookie, was awesome. You look more recent examples. Derwin James, as a rookie, was awesome. I really liked what I saw from Justin Reed in Houston. 
last year as a rookie. These are players that that can come in and and give you something right away. We've seen it happen. If he can do that, and he's a young player, but he's a versatile player, if he can do that, now you have basically all the weak points from last year filled. Now, are all of those those players pro bowlers? Are they all-stars? Are they all pros? Uh, you know, we don't know. I think some of them have all-pro potential. I mean, I think Adrian Amos could be a pro bowler in this defense. I think... You know, Billy Turner, if they have a huge year, Green Bay's offense does, he could he could get a spot in the Pro Bowl. I think if this defense takes a big leap forward, one of the Smiths could be a Pro Bowler. We'll see. Obviously, that that's a lot to ask, and it's a lot to be determined. But even if, remember this was a discussion we had going into free agency. This was months ago. Even if everything else is equal and they don't add anyone, I thought this team could come back and be a playoff team just by getting Rodgers healthy and by getting an infusion of coaching. Even if we don't know that LaFleur is talented, it's a different mentality. It's a, it's a different perspective. It's a different attitude, and there's a different feeling in the locker room. You're changing it up. You're, you're recommitting this team because you have to recommit. It was easy for a long time to be complacent. It's why complacency crept into this team because everything was the same. Same coaches, same players every year. They, they were going to draft and develop. They were going to run the same schemes, the same concepts, the same game plans. So, of course, players got bored. Coaches got bored. Front office people got bored and complacent and, and happy. Fat and happy is the phrase. That part is gone. They should compete to be a playoff team this year. They should. The question is, how competitive will they be? Are they just going to compete to be a playoff team? Or are they going to compete in the NFC? Are they going to compete for an NFC championship? Are they going to compete to go to the Super Bowl? That is the question that I think a lot of people are asking, and it starts with the division. So are the Packers right now better than the Lions? Yes. I think right now the Packers are better than the Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins, he caps Minnesota on what they can be and what they can do. The reason they went to the NFC Championship game two years ago was, number one, Case Keenum played out of his mind, but number two, that defense had a charmed season. Historic third-down defense. They were incredible. The Bears are in a very similar situation. We're going to get to them in a second, but with the Vikings, this is the team that they're locked into just from a cap perspective. They added some some stuff on the offensive line, but their defense isn't going to be better. Their offense could be better, but they've made a lot of changes. This is year one of a new offense for them too. Because we think Gary Kubiak is going to have a major influence, even though he's not the offensive coordinator. He's going to have a major, major say in what's going on there. And there's always been some weirdness in Minnesota. As long as Mike Zimmer has been there, there's been weirdness. So if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, yeah, I, I can't put Minnesota above Green Bay. I mean, in in the worst season the franchise has had in you know over a decade, Green Bay was a bad Bad, bad call 
away from beating the Vikings at home in week two. And then they lost on the road by a touchdown right before Green Bay fired its coach. I mean, this team was, you know, it, it was they were they weren't packing it in, but they were close. And it was dysfunctional. And Green Bay still almost found a way to beat Minnesota. So, you know, I think with this influx of talent and all of the the health factors, if this if Green Bay is healthy and, and again, that is a big if, but there's more depth than there's been in years past, then they should be at the very least the second best team in the NFC North. The question is, have they passed the Chicago Bears? And that question is going to come down to two simple principles. Is Aaron Rodgers healthy for 16 games? If he is, and Matt LaFleur is even just passable, I think you're going to compete, if you're Green Bay, for an NFC North title. I mean, just be passable, Matt LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers is going to do the rest because there's so many playmakers. They've they've got so much more depth at offensive line. They've got more depth in the backfield. They have three tight ends. They feel good about playing. They've got four, five, six receivers that they could play. If Matt LaFleur is just sort of ceteris paribus in terms of the coaching from you know non-last year Mike McCarthy, let's just say he is 2015 or 2014 Mike McCarthy. Or you know, let's pick a season where things weren't quite so good. 2015 Mike McCarthy in the second half of the season once he took game calling duties back. You know, that's a that's a 10-11 win team in my opinion. Is that good enough to beat the Bears out of the out of the division? We'll see. I think the Bears defense is going to regress in a significant way. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to be bad. I think they're still going to be really good. Bears fans will tell you that they're set and that Haha Clinton Dix is an upgrade over Adrian Amos, which like, you know, LOL, but that's their opinion. They think that that replacing Bryce Callahan with Buster Screen is a lateral move, which, again, LOL, it's not. I hate to break it to him. And Mitch Trubisky's still the quarterback. So if your defense is going to be historically good again, then okay, we can talk. I don't think it will be. I just don't. There's too much, there's too much changing, too much loss of talent. You have the coaching talent loss and a much harder schedule. I just don't see Chicago getting to 12 games. Now, I'm not going to predict right now today until I've seen Green Bay practice, until I've seen them on the field, and I've seen them coalesce. I'm not going to pick Green Bay to win the North over Chicago. But what I will tell you is there's no reason, there's no clear advantage right now. Chicago does not have a clear advantage over Green Bay. I thought last year going into the season, Minnesota had a pretty clear talent advantage over Green Bay. I think what we've seen is some of the players we thought were still really good are not. Xavier Rhodes didn't play nearly as well this year. Everson Griffin obviously had his personal problems but did not play to you know what we're used to seeing from him. Harrison Smith, the same thing. And then on offense, you know Adam Thielen was awesome, but Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Kirk Cousins does a lot of Kirk Cousins things. And it turns out they're just not as good as we thought. The Bears were the opposite of that. They were much better than we thought. Mitch Trubisky took a step forward. This defense was incredible. Well, I don't think they're going to be as good. Even if Mitch takes a a baby step forward, I don't think he's going to take a big step because I just don't think he's that good. Then 
you know, 10, 11 wins. That's right in the space where I, I expect Green Bay to be. I don't think anyone in this division is going to win 12 games unless someone just goes absolutely in fuego. And I think, you know, if the Bears defense is is just as good again, they could do it. I think if Rodgers is 2014 Rodgers, they could do it. But it's going to be tough because the schedules are brutal and this division is really good. So can Green Bay win this division? Absolutely, yes, they can. Are they the favorites? <sighs> no. Not yet. Not yet. Now, if we see them in the preseason, and, and the preseason we should be very dubious of, of drawing a lot of conclusions, but if all of a sudden you know, they look right away like, oh, th- this offense works, and the players on defense fit in the way that we think they're going to fit, then I think we can start having that conversation. We're not there yet. And the Packers, you know, they they added a lot of talent. They added more talent than everyone else. Finding talent is hard, especially if you're an employer that's not in the NFL. You got you to gotta sift through multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, and a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. That's ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter sends your jobs to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With with their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first Day And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one-two punch to keep your one-two punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. So what about the NFC? Where is Green Bay in the NFC hierarchy? I think when you look at the NFC East, there are a lot of big questions there. We know Washington's going to be bad. We think New York is, well, okay, we know New York is going to be bad. (laughs) 
I think Philly's going to be good again, but they were nine and seven last year. Carson Wentz did not look the same, and you know they have they have question marks at key positions. What is their defense going to look like? Are they going to be able to rush the passer well enough? Are they going to be able to cover well enough? And can Wentz come back and be the Wentz that we saw two years ago? They're a 9, 10, 11 win team. But I don't, I don't have any faith in them right now. You know, being a, 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 scary, a scary team. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I can look at their talent and, and compare it to Green Bay's and say, look, Philly's definitely better. I don't feel that way. I mean, Zach Ertz is a great player. Dallas Goddard is an ascending player. Fletcher Cox is unbelievable. Beyond that, I mean, where where are the obvious advantages for the Eagles? Okay, so then now we have Dallas. Dallas is going to regress. They won too many close games. Uh, they're just, frankly, not that talented on defense. Now, Leighton Vander Esch, you know, maybe he takes a year to leap, but maybe he regresses. Dak Prescott, where is he in his development arc? Is he Can he still get better? Because there were times last year when he was terrible. And I mean terrible. So is is Green Bay supposed to be scared of Dallas? Because Aaron Rodgers owns Cowboy Stadium. I mean, Jerry Jones might as well give him the deed to Cowboy Stadium. Green Bay is not going to be afraid of going to Dallas and winning a game. This is not the 90s when it was Brett Favre's personal house of horrors. It's not like that for Aaron Rodgers. So I, I can't put Dallas ahead of Green Bay. Maybe they are, but I don't think it's at all definitive. You look at the NFC South, the Saints, clearly. I mean, I, I think it's clear. Saints are really good. They're one of the three or four best teams in the whole league. But I can't put any of those other teams ahead of Green Bay. Can't do it. So right now, we're talking about Chicago and New Orleans as the only teams that are that are at, at, clearly at least on Green Bay's level. I think New Orleans is the only team we've discussed so far that is in my opinion, clearly ahead of Green Bay. And part of that is because we just don't know how good Matt LaFleur is. We know how good Sean Payton is. We know how good Drew Brees is. We know how good that defense can play. And we know they should have gone to the Super Bowl last year. And they should have gone to the NFC Championship game the year before that, if not for the Minnesota Miracle. So now we go to the NFC West. Arizona, nah. 49ers, nah. Seattle. What's the deal with Seattle? Are they going to be good? They were like decent last year. Still wonder about the offensive line. I still don't know what's going on in that offense. If they're going to lose Doug Baldwin, I mean, how fast is DK Metcalf going to come in and, and be a factor? And and defensively, no more Frank Clark. So, I mean, what are they this year? An 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven team? A team that would be lucky to win 10 games? It seems like it. And the Rams were the best team in the NFL all year until the last game, or at least most of the year. And guess what? Green Bay was a, a Ty Montgomery fumble away from having the chance to go tie or win the game in L.A. The Rams are going to lose in Dominican Sue. He's currently not signed with L.A. We don't know where he's going to go, although I do have an interview with Sue that I'm going to play soon for you. Cooper Cup has to come back. What's the what's the status of of Todd Gurley's legs? What's the deal with his knees? The Rams used a high pick on a running back. Are they scared about Todd Gurley's knees? What's going to happen with that secondary? Can Marcus Peters stay healthy? Can Aqib Talib stay healthy? 
it's not like there are a bunch of teams obviously better than Green Bay. There aren't. Just talent, just pure talent. There aren't. And Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback. So, okay, on a neutral field, I think you'd probably, New Orleans would be favored over Green Bay. I think LA would be favored over Green Bay. And I think Chicago would be favored over Green Bay. I don't think any other team, and and, and on a neutral field, Chicago would be like minus one, minus one and a half. I don't think any other teams in the NFC would be favored over Green Bay on a neutral field right now because of Aaron Rodgers and because of the talent that they've added at key positions, key positions. Even if those guys, even if Zedarius and Preston Smith are just the players that they were for their old teams, it is such an upgrade. And even if Billy Turner is just the player he was in Denver, it is such an upgrade. And even if Darnell Savage is just an average player in year one, it is such an upgrade. And even if no one else takes huge step forward, but the the team stays a little bit healthier, particularly in the secondary, it's going to be a good team. It's going to be a good team. So I just I just gave you three teams that I think right now would be favored against him. That means, by definition, they should be, at the very least, in the divisional round of the playoffs. That means you got to either win a game or you got to get a first round bye. That means 10, 11, 12 wins. That's what this team is. It's what this team should be. And they're going to have chances to prove it this year. They're, they play big games. Obviously, they play Chicago twice. They've got to go to LA and win a game. They've got to go to Kansas City. They're not going to be favored in those games. They're not. The Chargers are better right now. That Chargers team is freaking loaded. Kansas City, you know, I think there's there's questions about Kansas City, but they also just have the league MVP through 50 touchdown passes. Probably going to be without Tyreek Hill. And and hopefully the league is without Tyreek Hill because dear god. But I mean Keenan Allen said it yesterday, you know, in the locker room in in the Chargers receiver room, I mean they're talking about the cornerbacks and going you know, is this is really who they're going to do? This is this is who they're going to play? Because it's Bashad Breeland, it's Kendall Fuller, and a bunch of insurance salesmen and UPS drivers. So teams are going to be able to score on them. And then there's the Patriots and the Colts in the AFC. I'd like to see this defense play before I say that Green Bay is better than Indy because Indy's defense played so well last year. I think Green Bay can be better than Indy. I think they have more talent than the Colts. I just don't know from a coaching standpoint, what the situation is. And that is so key here. If Matt LaFleur is a good coach, they should win 11 or 12 games and be an NFC championship type team because the talent is on the roster. Can they coalesce in year one? We'll see. There is precedent for this. Now there's also precedent for them to, to struggle. I mentioned the Falcons in year one with Kyle Shanahan. They struggled a little bit, but they didn't in San Francisco. And Green Bay already has the personnel. They already have the quarterback. They already have an offensive line made to run outside zone. They already have running backs made to run outside zone. And they already have a quarterback, an all-world quarterback. And that is the most important thing. So if Rodgers can buy in and if Matt LaFleur can be the guy, he doesn't have to be Sean McVay. He doesn't even have to be Kyle Shanahan or you know Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, Matt Nagy. He doesn't have to be an offensive guru. Just be like, you know, Jay Gruden. Say what you want about Jay Gruden. He can coach offense. And, you know, you hope that some of the other stuff he can do better, Matt LaFleur can. 
But if if just as an offensive coach, he can be Jay Gruden or, you know, like I said, 2015 Mike McCarthy, someone who's not actively hurting your team. If, if he's, you know, a, a good play caller, not a great one and a good designer of offense, not a great one. There's going to be bumps in the road for sure. But if he can just be solid, if he can just be solid and Aaron Rodgers can be healthy, this is a team that right now has the talent to compete for a Super Bowl championship. No question. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're going to have our first of our rookie series tomorrow. Brandon Thorne is going to be on the program from The Athletic. He is an offensive line guru, and we are going to talk about Elton Jenkins, the Packers' second-round pick figure out his best fit in Green Bay, what he does well, what he doesn't do well. And, and I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday. You know, I didn't think Jenkins would be on Green Bay's radar, and so I, he wasn't someone that I mentioned a lot on Twitter or in articles. Had I thought that he he would be a potential pick for Green Bay, I would have said at 30, do it. Because I felt like he was one of the 22, 23, 24, 25 best players in the draft. I thought he was a better player than Chris Lindstrom, who went, you know, a full round ahead of him. I thought he was comparable as a prospect to Garrett Bradbury as a center. And as a guard, I felt like he could be the best interior pass protector in the draft. I think that's what he was, ultimately. So, can he be a future left guard? We'll see. Uh, that's something that I'll talk to Brandon about, but that is coming up on tomorrow's show, and then we'll be back next week. Uh, a lot to get to. Remember, I have those interviews that we're gonna. I'm gonna play some snippets of. I have Darius Slay, and Dominican Sue. So you know, some interesting stuff in there. Darius talks about Devonte Adams, and Dominican Sue talks about Josh Sitton and T.J. Lang, and and you know, some broader NFL stuff that I think is is gonna be interesting for you. So that's coming up. Uh, as we go through this off season, remember four days a week now, Monday through Thursday, and then for breaking news, emergencies, anything we need to do, we will do here. Easiest way for you to make sure you never miss any of the Lockdown Packers action. Subscribe, go on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Himalaya, wherever, and hit subscribe. Find someone else, tell them to hit subscribe, uh, and you'll never miss an episode. Also, give us a rating on iTunes. Go on iTunes and say, hey, I love the show. This is great. Uh, not only does it help us, but it helps other people find Locked On Packers, which is the point. This is not a secret. And if it is, it's not a very good one because, again, we're the number one show in Wisconsin. So uh, let's not keep a secret. Tell your friends to get on board. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 
888-382-3775 to always stay Locked On Packers. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.